Kuanvioma Law PLLC is 100% native owned and operated, founded by Viren Kuanvioma. Their practice areas include corporate law, business transactions, finance, economic development, gaming, casino development, online gaming, real estate, environmental permitting and approvals, telecommunications, government affairs, employment and labor relations, historic preservation and cultural resources, and energy. Kuanvioma Law is committed to making positive and lasting change in our communities as they support nonprofit volunteering. Community activism and employing Indian preference in hiring and vendor relations. Your family's health is important. Access and Kids Care can help you care for the people you care about. See a doctor on or off reservation at IHS Tribal and Urban Indian Clinics or anywhere else. Health coverage through Access and Kids Care is offered at no cost to tribal members, their children, and their grandchildren. To make an appointment with someone who can help you apply for health coverage, visit coveraz.org or call 211. If you already have Access or Kids Care, don't forget to renew. Cover AZ can help with that as well. That's C O V E R A Z dot org or call 211. The Vehongdem Creations is an indigenous woman owned small business specializing in handmade fine arts, primarily custom jewelry and attire. The artist behind The Vehongdem Creations is AJ Nakwaitiwa, and the work she makes explores the relationships between modern culture with a respect for Hopi traditions and values. The pieces she creates results from her hope to make indigenous art visible. Nakwaitiwa aims to promote and sustain the continued practice of those arts for future generations. You can find available work online at www.thevehongdemcreations.com, and you can also follow at thevehongdem underscore on Instagram and Twitter or thevehongdem creations Facebook to stay up to date. Are now listening to the Carl and J Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five star, five diamond chef, J Man, and with me is Saint Carl. Now you almost choked on that intro there. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? That's why. Yeah. It's that I never think of a nickname for you ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. And like it's playing in my head as I'm giving the introduction, trying yeah. to think of what to call you and trying to reflect it back from the previous episode. So my, I don't know what Christians call each other, but you know, Catholics, uh, Saint, Saint James, Saint, <laughs> Saint, whatever. And so Isn't it all the same culture? You're, you're Saint Carl today. I, you know what? You would think so, but. I have a feeling you tell a Catholic they're Christian, they probably have some words back for you. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there. A funny story was is that um, there was some there were some Mormons that were walking the the village one day, mm-hmm. and they happened to knock on the door, and uh, I answered it, and they started asking, you know, are you are you going to be saved? And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to be saved. And he's like, well, thank you, thank you. You're Jesus. like, yeah, I got 99 I like, lives on <laughs> Super Mario World. <laughs> And he's just like, well, what are you going to do? If I if die you... 10 times and ain't no thing. He's <laughs> just like, what are you going to do when, uh, when hell comes up and gets you in your ass or something? I don't know what she's saying. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like there is no heaven or hell. And she got pissed. I could tell yeah. they were pissed. And I, I literally said to them is that all Christian and Catholics and whatever, they're all the same. They're basically all the same religions. And she was pissed. I yeah. could tell she was fuming. And 
And so what, what had happened is that, you know, that she started giving me the, the Bible, the Bible verses and stuff like that. And, yeah. and I'm like, you know, it's just a written word basically. And, and I don't really believe in heaven or hell, you know? And mm-hmm. she's like, well, you don't believe in heaven or hell, then you're going to go to hell. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure it's going to be warm down there because it's cold right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you're going to hell. You know, you're, you're like the opposite of the rest of us, you know, yeah. we're, we're all out there drinking and- <laughs> Worrying our wives half to death and, you know, being cohopies and, you know, you're, you don't do any of that, but yet, you know, you're still going to hell. You're, you're, you're still going to hell. <laughs> you're, you're a little boy still that big soul weight hand on you and you don't have no wife of your own. So kind of like the, the complete opposites of the spectrum. Yeah. And that's going to but hell. With the same, same destination in mind. But anyway, all, all Christian <laughs> religions, everything that believes in God is basically the believing in the same thing. So. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure I pissed off everybody on. Yeah, well, you know, we 10 seasons of doing this, so people are still listening to this. Yeah, I no, can't kidding. imagine possibly what you could say. <laughs> we could say to, to offend to anybody really, else. You know, keep people away. <laughs> but we're back with uh, uh, episode four. Yeah. Episode four of season 10. And, you know, the podcast has started up pretty much right where we left off. And a big applause to everybody out there. The big news is that we have accomplished 100 thousand downloads and so meaning that you know over 100,000 times somebody has listened to me and Carl talk out of our ass and so yeah I think that's pretty remarkable if we could do you know kind of just a a quick reflection thinking back in 2020 was when we started the podcast and even going back then and I think we probably said this several times in different episodes when we ran out of things to talk about yeah but just kind of talking about you know what our initial thoughts were when starting the podcast not really thinking it would go anywhere yeah and yet you know here we are today with you know our episodes have been listened to over 100,000 times business partners reaching out to us supporting us our our we love sponsorships, individual listeners out there supporting us financially as well. Our 30 pack circle of givers. Yeah. Yeah. Invitations to speak at conferences, at fairs, at museums, and then invitations to speak in front of uh, college students. Yeah. Which is kind of remarkable. And, you know, it kind of, Makes, uh, I, I guess you kind of suspect a little bit about what types of those colleges are that want <laughs> you to present some sort of academic or factual conversation to those folks. But, you know, three years later, here we are. And so I, I'm very proud of this. And so congratulations, Carl. Thank you. Congratulations to all the listeners out there. And so I think that you will be seeing some more information about a celebratory raffle that's being coordinated by our intern, AJ. And so you'll see a lot of that stuff pop up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. And so uh, it's an appreciation session for out for you all for helping yeah. us to get here yeah. and so thank you to everybody that has supported us we have reached 100,000 downloads you know can we enter that contest can, can are we are we eligible to enter we our, should ask AJ. yeah we should we, ask we should. are we eligible because we're to doing all the work yeah I want to see some <laughs> of the prizes I want to get one of the prizes we haven't gotten paid <laughs> for doing any of this <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's the listeners out there that are really appreciated and without you guys support, I mean, we basically were just talking to the wall. I mean, like for the first season, we were just basically talking to the wall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So without you guys, you know, we love you guys out there who are listening. Give yourselves a great big pat on the back. Exactly. And so we are, okay. We're still celebrating. Yeah. Okay. We are back. (laughs) We are back and we have a an, an, a different type of topic. Yeah. I, I feel like, you know, some of the 
some of the components of this conversation has been talked about to a degree in various episodes. But basically what we're going to be talking about is historical trauma. No, not drama, Carl. Historical trauma. It's all the same, right? <laughs> just <laughs> trauma, like, just like, trauma and drama. Trauma and drama are just like religions. Yeah, so they're all the same. They're all the right? same. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Hopis and Navajos. You guys are all <laughs> Indians. You guys are the same, right? <laughs> That's true. So, what is trauma, Carl? Trauma is something that is reflected during uh, it, during an event of of something like that, and you basically are are witnessed or you are in that in that time of day or time of night or whatever you want to call it and you it's 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 a it's a hardening kind of i don't know what the definition for trauma is (laughs) all i know is that drama is basically the same thing (laughs) (laughs) okay so like uh like like the most obvious answer like like physical trauma right like uh Tuba City Regional Healthcare, I think that they were in the works yeah. or have already started or it's going to happen in the future. I don't know, but they're going to put in a sophisticated trauma unit. And so like physical trauma, right? You get into a car accident. Yeah. You get hit in the head by something. You know, it causes trauma. It causes, I guess, damage. <laughs> you, like, don't even lots of damage. you don't even know what trauma is. I, I was is. trying to think of a real <laughs> smart way to say it. <laughs> But it kind of slipped off my tongue. But, you know, it causes damage. And so I guess other forms of trauma is emotional trauma. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody out there has probably experienced some sort of emotional trauma. And those are all caused by different reasons. Like, uh, you know, like for us, for example, maybe, you know, one day you had all your favorite toys out and you were playing. And while it's getting, you know, ready to go walk out the door, do some real manly work. And there you are still playing with your your teenage mutant yeah. ninja tater, yeah, okay. ninja turtle toys, right. and you're 14 years old, and then Koala walks by and he steps on one of your figures, and it hurts you so much because then you know that was your favorite figure, and so you're traumatized by that because Koala stepped on it, and instead of saying sorry, he says you're 14 years old. When the hell are you still playing <laughs> with toys for anyway? If you weren't playing with toys, this would have never happened. And then so, you know, you're scarred because then you're sad. Guava broke one of your prized possessions. Didn't even apologize. And on top of that, insulted you for being a teenager still playing with toys. And so, you know, that causes trauma. That That's a form of uh, emotional trauma. That actually happened last week. So I don't know what you're talking about. So so the, the definition of trauma is the loosely woven hyphal tissue in the bas, basidimotilicious fungi forming the central substance of the lamia or other projections of the hypomere form. I, I have no idea what that means. That's basically what it's telling and you. I, I don't know if you Google search the correct term. <laughs> no, trauma, T-R-A-M-A, right? That's how do you spell it. Oh my it? God, Carl. That's, that's basically. <laughs> Oh, T-R-U-M-A. I'm sorry. Okay. And then so additional forms of trauma. And I guess really, you know, kind of the point of this episode to talk about is this idea of historical trauma. And historical trauma specifically relating to Hopis, the Hopi communities, Hopi tribes. And, you know, I guess some examples of some events that have caused historical trauma for other groups, like you think about the Black and African American communities here in the United States, slavery is kind of one of the most obvious things. The fact that, you know, their people went through a very evil thing in slavery. And so, you know, that type of thing kind of 
seeps through generations of Black African Americans out there. This idea that their people were so, um, so, so, so degraded to the point that they weren't even treated as people or even considered as people, but rather to the same level of uh, like cows, sheep, pigs, kind of like you're you're here. Your your purpose of being here is to help the real people, the whites, and you know help them live their daily lives. Yeah. And so, kind of a real real demeaning, probably the highest level of of demeaning that you know a. a a race of people could undergo another obvious example that has caused historical trauma is the Holocaust. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you think about that period of uh, world war two where uh, Nazi Germany uh, basically declared that, you know, certain groups of people, Jews, Jews, gypsies, you know, there is a whole group of people that were, were deemed to just be not fit to exist. And so yeah. their goal was to physically and completely eradicate these groups of people and I think one that probably hits closer to home with Hopis is that you know just the general American Indian colonization and you know we did mention this before that the United States federal government also declaring that you know the Indian problem that there is a problem that exists and it's the fact that natives exist they're in our way of progression yeah. they're in our way to settle this continent they're in our way to establish a great nation and so our response is that we're going to eradicate them and at first they attempted to do that physically through force but which proved too costly for them and then so they configured other ways of doing these things which were more i guess geared towards eliminating our spirituality eliminating our cultural practices eliminating our languages eliminating our belief system as far as you know how we perceive ourselves as being indigenous people and so that was another form of um i guess that has caused historical trauma i mean not just for hopis but indian country all across the united states and so i guess really you know the difference between trauma and drama because then you, know, you think about the hopi villages it's like so and so got drunk again last night and was raising hell in the village is that really trauma or is it drama? It's trauma. <laughs> it's trauma. No, no. Okay. 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 So you were talking about historical trauma in a way, but actually historical trauma can trickle down generations into generations, increase of alcohol abuse, child abuse, domestic violence, and that results in historical trauma. So yes, alcoholism is part of a trauma, traumatizing. It's not just the drama that's happening. The drama is a product of the trauma. The drama is the product of the trauma so basically trauma and drama are basically one in hand one in two hands and so i guess you know kind of and i guess really that's the whole point of this episode is talking about what causes us to be the way that we are these days because then yeah. like you think about personal traumas right because we talked about the emotional trauma when Guo broke your favorite toy and didn't even say he was sorry to you but people out there especially here on hopi that they go through some real emotional Shit. They, well, they, I, they, I, th I think that, you know, when you think about emotional trauma, trauma is like the impact, the force part of something that's like really sudden that happened to you, yeah. like a car accident. Yeah. That's the trauma that's, part. That's the physical that's form a physical of trauma. Emotional is the basically the same way with like mental abuse mm -hmm. or physical mm -hmm. abuse or child abuse or, men you know, all of those Be different types. Of Be abuse because I like like for me right like like it's 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 a hard thing for me to really yeah. kind of 
understand because I, I've been very, very fortunate in my life that, you know, I was raised by both my parents. Yeah. That my exposure to trauma has been limited. And, you know, I think even just, you know, me speaking personally, that really the most of the trauma that I've received is just, you know, bullying in yeah. in like grade school and then you know a little bit into junior high school and you know but it, for for me for back then you know you never really admitted that you were being bullied yeah. you never told anybody yeah. you're being bullied because that was a part of being bullying if you tell somebody then i'm gonna kick your ass yeah even harder next so time. you were you were the bully and, and, and so <laughs> i was the one being bullied and and so you know that that was kind of something that affected me but then, you know, like to really think about like some of the real fucked up shit that people go through, right? Even especially here on the reservation. Yeah. Like, you know, some of the most horrible stories that, you know, especially our women that they go through sexual abuse, they go through mental abuse, they go through um, a lot of that abuse is caused through domestic violence and things like that. And then even some of our males out here that, you know, maybe as children that they witnessed um, toxic relationships, whether that yeah. was between their parents or other people close to within their household. And so then in cause that teaches them, I guess that it's okay to have a relationship like this, like that to yeah. where, you know, as a Hopi man that you're drinking and that you have every, every right to beat up your wife or yeah. beat up your girlfriend. If they're acting out, at least in the way that you think that they're acting out, if you have children and then, you know, under the influence of something or even not under the influence, but you know, physically, yeah. um, assaulting your children because you know maybe that's how you were raised and that that's yeah. how you believed it was okay to do or even emotionally abusing them verbally yeah because then in turn you were raised that way as well and then you thought that it's okay to raise your children that way and so like that like i you know the example being that you know a lot of this drama that we see within our villages is really caused from this type of trauma yeah generational trauma as you mentioned that, you know, it, it's it shit rolls down the hill. So if Gua was raised this way, he raised dad this way. And so in turn, dad raised you this way. And then, you know, I, I now that I'm talking about it out loud, I feel like that there's been elements of this throughout various episodes that we've talked about, because then we've talked about how Hopi men and womanizing, yeah. how that's yeah, yeah, um, yeah. normalized in our villages because then you know men conversating to the younger generation conversating to even uh boys you know talking about the value of sleeping with a lot of women yeah the fact that it upgrades your status that you're a little bit further up in the club because your belt has a lot more notches on it than others or you know just just conversations and that Meaning that it's being normalized. You know, in that story, remember the story that you were the bed bed bugs and whatever. Mm -hmm, what? mm -hmm. Yeah, it's basically the same <laughs> the same concept of like one guy wanting a perfect wife. So he goes through different women. Yeah. And he and, probably fucked all yeah, those women. And he yeah, he probably did a lot of things to the you know, to the to the women. Tasted there. all their their honey. <laughs> And so, I mean, that's part of like Hopi, I don't know if you could call that trauma or drama in Hopi society when it it play, plays on the idea of, uh, what is it, the reproduction or the uh, the, um, the further on with the, the civilization of Hopi? I, I, you know, that, that that's actually a really good question because then, you know, like uh, 
if you're married, right? Yeah. And you get yeah. another woman pregnant that's yeah. not your wife, then you could, you know, use culture as a crux and saying that, well, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying, I'm just following the story. I'm, I'm just following God's rule. I, I'm, I'm trying to help populate, put more Hopi people out there. Yeah. And, and so, you know, who are you to impede me from fulfilling God's will? I'm just following uh, that storybook where I have to taste all the honey. <laughs> And, and, but, but, you know, the, those are, are, are some cases because yeah. then, you know, I, I think that that story is, is a good example for you to bring up because then at least as far as advancing some of these ideologies that in today's age that we see as yeah. negative, that we see as bad, because then, you know, I think that today, if there was a boy in any of our villages that actually was tasting all this honey that it would be viewed by us as being kohopi yeah that yeah. you know this boy won't choose a wife that you know this parade line of women yeah are coming through his bedroom and you know he's getting to have all these free samples but he's not committing to any one of them is that your idol or is that my idol i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i think that that's every hopi man's <laughs> idol hero out there <laughs> damn i want to be like him <laughs> But I, I guess what what how how historical trauma has kind of trickled down to our generation is that you know we we as you know Hopi men see that in the in the kivas in the ceremonial oh, yes. grounds and we oh, see yes. that a lot we see that the older generation has still has that mindset of like a lot of this sort of like this abuse in a way sort of like this broad spectrum of like women are are basically the help are are there to service yeah are basically women are there to help are the help basically and that's so so don't blame me for for being this way it was <laughs> it was squaw's fault <laughs> squaw's time i'm just listening to you remember what hopi said listen to, to your, your elders, elders. That's what i'm trying to do <laughs> And so I, I don't know if that's if that's part of the historical trauma or it's just the way that Hopi has perceived itself as to further on the population. Well, you know, I, I think that that's a great thing to ask because then, you know, like, because when you think about this idea of historical trauma, right? Yeah. Like saying historical, basically, that's referencing an event that happened a long time ago, and yeah. yet it's yeah. still affecting people like us to this day. And then, you know, for us to really think about our true, how we're really supposed to be as Hopi people, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Because then this whole concept, this whole idea of being Hopi is that we're supposed to be good to each other we're supposed to treat each other right and so you know if this is a principle of what being hopi is then you would think that this idea of demeaning women of using women simply for sexual pleasure things like that 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 would be outside the scope of what it means to be hopi yeah and so looking at it from that perspective then in turn from where in history did we start becoming alcoholics? Where in history did we start becoming womanizers? Where in history did we start becoming abusers? And then, you know, in turn for other people too, you know, when in history did women start becoming hoes? And where in history did, you know... Where the men started being bros. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and so so I guess, you know, really that that's kind of the question as far as, you know, what was it that was introduced to us that kind of started this yeah. this trend of families becoming dysfunctional 
and that dysfunction dysfunctionality i guess i don't know that that's carries word, on through that generations. carries yeah. on through generations because then you know as, as being children because then like you think about right like even um within my own family yeah i really think about how my parents were how they raised us and you know it's a lot of that knowledge that comes from them in turn i process that and that's how i raise my children yeah that's how i treat my wife that's how i interact with my immediate family basically learning from mom and dad learning from kwa and soul and of course that's true for a lot of the negative negative things that you see in other families throughout the village as we mentioned you know that the alcoholism the substance abuse the domestic violence the child abuse the um mental abuse i guess yeah that'd yeah. be an aspect of it that that was also in turn adopted from generations above and then so it's like really what caused this for us because then you know like you hear about you know you hear from the elders about how hopis used to be a long time ago yeah how the real hopis used to be that they were the most respectful people that they treated each other with respect that we lived in harmony because we really live by these guidelines and so then you would imagine that whenever that generation of hopi existed that this concept of alcoholism didn't exist this idea of substance abuse didn't exist this idea of any type of violence towards any loved ones didn't exist so at some point in time this had to been introduced somewhere yeah and so i think that that's kind of where you look towards when you're starting to think about things like historical trauma because i think that when historically when you think about trauma especially for native people that the most obvious source that people go to is indian boarding schools and so indian what are indian boarding schools carl Basically, it's a school for Indians. <laughs> <laughs> what what makes these boarding schools so unique? Well, if you're why, why why are they the top talk of the town? For, well, for native people. Well, because if you li if you look at the historical part of it, like, especially with the Hopi side, you know, children were taken from their homes to learn or to go to, or well, actually to travel thousands or hundreds of miles off the reservation to these houses or these school or these boarding schools, and they were wiped away from their culture they were basically chastised if they even thought about being whatever they are especially if, with us Hopis you know they they cut their hair they were given Christian names you know they were they were taught the Bible every single day and if you even spoke about home or even thought about like the cultural doings you were whipped you were punished in a way and that's what boarding schools were and a lot of the the part of it is that there are still some elders out there that still have that trauma that was built with them and then that was taught to their children because of the way that they were treated mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so when you look at it a lot of these elders they forgotten their language and so they they spoke perfect english you know they they spoke perfect and when they and when you when you speak to them, they forgot all about like what's what it's like to be a real Hopi on the Hopi reservation. And so when when you do that, it all trickles down to their children. You know, there's a lot of that still happening today. You know, urban natives are basically the the products, the products of it. <laughs> I'm not blaming you urban natives wanting to do a better on your life, but it's the way that 
you were raised in a way you know your mom was raised like you know oh we don't you know even though we do that i don't take part in that kind of thing because i don't know what to do and then so that trickles down to you and then you moving off the reservation and then you saying that oh i wish i knew how to do those different things i'm so envy of you uh you know of you guys out there that live out there but in a way i mean it's all it all trickles down to basically us at the end Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. wow carl i am so impressed i think that that is the best explanation of anything that you have ever done (laughs) on the podcast and i don't know if i have to wait for a hundred thousand more downloads (laughs) for you to give such a well thought out and articulate response give yourself an applause yeah i mean i don't know why you're so surprised at me i always do this on every on every episode i don't know why you're so surprised no but you 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 hit the nail on the head that basically you know what these boarding schools were was that uh, children were basically abducted they were abducted from their homes and they were forced and you said it correctly that in some cases they were forced to travel thousands of miles away from home or hundreds of miles away from home and being forced to undergo an educational process to basically what you just said wipe their minds clean yeah. of ever being Indian yeah. and therefore being thrown back out into the world with this idea that they won't go back to the reservation that they'll go to these highly populated urban areas and start families there to live the white man's way of life and then to fall in order with what it is that the federal government was trying to do and Hopi's participation in this was no exception in that you know when the first when the first time the concept of boarding schools was introduced to Hopi that many Hopis were taken mm-hmm. and sent thousands of miles away I think the most furthest school that Hopis were sent to was uh, Carlisle Indian School yeah. which was way out in Pennsylvania uh, students were also sent to places like Sherman uh, Indian School which is the, the biggest out in California yeah, the biggest school out here on the Hopi Reservation was in Keems Keems Canyon Keems Canyon Keems was Canyon. yeah was another boarding school that they were sent to and that's basically where Hopis grew up like all these all these other Hopis that grew up there that's where they lost most of their language their most of their culture and most of the way of the Hopi life and then i think that another part of this too is uh <coughs> The, the relocation <laughs> program, the relocation program, which uh, then in turn encouraged Native families, Hopi families yeah. to relocate them to places like Phoenix, Albuquerque, New York, Los Angeles, with the hopes that they would get dig their roots deep down in the cities. And then in turn, only raise their family there in the cities, not bringing them back to the reservation and then not in turn making their children native to a degree and eliminating that from the strength of our culture and the strength of our language. So basically forced assimilation on the Hopi people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I, I think that because, you know, to what you said, that a lot of our people that they were mentally fucked by these yeah. boarding schools yeah, they because were. then you know they were told not to be Indian but rather be Pahana. But then of course you look at us, you know, how can we be anything other than native? And then so you know you're thrown back out. And then I think in turn that's where a lot of these bad things start to develop: the alcohol abuse, the drug abuse, 
And then in turn, that leads to all this other abuse to, yeah. to loved ones that we talked the, about. The mental part of it plays a huge role on the historical trauma. When you really look at it, it is very, very vital that although what, you know, what the government has done to natives, especially, you know, the natives that are across the, basically across the whole entire United States now, it, it's trickled down to all of us in a way that is pandering on like the, the way that we view life now. Like now, nowadays we have to include everybody. Like, you know, the whole native tribe has to say, oh, we can't call ourselves natives anymore. We're indigenous people, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is dumb. Which I think is stupid. <laughs> so whoever calls themselves indigenous is retarded. And so call hey, you, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> call your don't insult the listeners, Carl. <laughs> okay, so the the reason why I'm saying that is because we don't identify as our own self. We have to include everybody. Although in history, if our stories are true, that we were all one people. Yes, mm -hmm. we were all one people, but we individualized ourselves through cultures, through songs, through history mm -hmm. and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So identify yourself as that single person as mm -hmm. a Hopi. If you're a Hopi, call yourself a Hopi. If you're a Navajo, call yourself a Navajo and so on and so on and so forth. Don't call yourself a native or indigenous I'm person. I'm an indigenous person. I, I'm a member of the First Nations of uh, <laughs> the continent of Canada. <laughs> I am a citizen of Turtle Island. <laughs> so my ancestors help at Plymouth Rock. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I am a great descendant of uh, Squanto. <laughs> My great grandmother's on one of the coins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're we're done being assholes. All right. So but but again is that that's how that's how government or that's how trauma has led us to be has led us in this direction here you know it's led us in the direction of like oh we shouldn't call we shouldn't have like uh teams uh nfl teams or baseball teams yeah. or anything like yeah, that mascots. that's yeah all mascots. of these different things trickle down to that which i think is ridiculous <laughs> which i think is ridiculous in a way but when you really look at it in the historical part of it yes it does make sense to different parts of the world or different parts of the United States mm -hmm. and their idea of um, or their idea of learn or leave, living the na uh, native way. Uh -huh. So it does kind of make sense in their way, not to my way, but <laughs> <laughs> if they had a, like a Hopi mascot, that'd be pretty cool. That, that you know? is the light of the day. It, it makes sense in their way, but not in my way. <laughs> <laughs> not to be, you know, not to be an a-hole about it, but it's, well, well, you know, I, I, I've always wrestled with this idea of, of boarding schools and kind of their impact on on natives, especially for Hopis, because yeah. then, you know, like I, I do recognize and I do acknowledge that there is a horrendous historical aspect that boarding schools have played yeah. for natives in general. Yeah. The fact that, you know, you mentioned that they were stripped of their identities, basically abducted from home and that, you know, the parents, they were forced to, you know, what, what really else could they do? Yeah. The fact that, you know, you had, I don't know what the number of men it was, but you have a number of men from, you know, this, this is always the biggest, this, I pointed out to, to my boss that, you know, you see this, there's this image that lives on the internet of uh, Hopi men yeah. that were at Alcatraz prison. Yeah. And, you know, you Hotvelas, you guys like to wave your flag and say that, you know, it was, <laughs> it was Hotvela men that were the ones that were in prison at Alcatraz. But factually, they weren't Hotvela men because at that time, Hotvela wasn't in existence then. But yeah. in fact, that they were actually Oraivi men that Oraivi men were imprisoned at Alcatraz prison 
for disallowing or attempting to disallow their children to go to boarding school. Yeah. And then so like that, like you're a parent, you're a parent and your child is being threatened to be abducted. What else could you really do except that the fact that, you know, they're willing to throw you in prison yeah. for trying to save your children. Yeah. And then so you think about the insurmountable odds that those people were up against back in those days for trying to combat this idea of Indian boarding schools. And so by, you know, going on a tangent, I the thing the thing that I I wrestle with is that, you know, I do recognize all of these super bad things that happen. I, yeah. I know that. I know that they happen. But then, you know, my father was a product of Indian boarding schools as well. The fact that he went to Phoenix Indian School down in Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, I, I hope he doesn't get upset with me for sharing this, but, you know, he did tell me that he does, he, he believes that this boarding school system saved his life. And the reason why he says that is that because the fact that a lot of these boarding schools, they were structured in a real strict military type system. Yeah. And so students had to be up early in the morning. They had to clean their rooms in a certain way that, you know, they really had to follow a strict, I guess, daily exercise or strict daily agenda of things that they had to do and then so you know as a result of this that my father says that it instilled a lot of discipline in him and he is for anybody out there that knows Orville Hangiva he is a very very disciplined man yeah and you know he went through the trials and tribulations that life throws at a person but he overcame a lot of these things and he credits his discipline for being a reason as to why he was able to overcome. And now, you know, he's one of the most respected men in our village, somebody that I have so much respect for. And, you know, as a result of this, he says that a lot of that came from the boarding school system. And when you think about a lot of Hopis that are his age and in that generation, that a lot of them did get sent to boarding schools. However, that when they got sent back, that they were still speaking Hopi. That they were still speakers of our language, that they were still practicing our culture. And so I know that it was probably because it was a different time mm -hmm. for the boarding school era that they became a little bit more supportive, I suppose, of, uh, I, I, well, I guess not more supportive, but less, less, uh, Villainous, less evil about how they approached eliminating the culture. And so, you know, and so he claims that, you know, it was something he, he talks about it more as a positive. And when you read uh, work that was done by uh, Dr. Matthew Gilbert Sakaistua, who's somebody that we've brought up on the podcast before, who's written several books, written several um, written documents about Hopis in the boarding school era, that a lot of the theme of what he writes is this idea that boarding schools brought opportunities yeah. to a lot of Hopi individuals. Um, kind of the most famous one is uh, Tewanima. And so that Tewanima... He was able to run in the Olympics because of boarding schools. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Although the Duanima, uh, the races up there in Second Mesa, are not controlled by the Hopi, uh, controlled by Hopi at all. Oh, really? Yeah, they're controlled by an outgroup that I think it's in Phoenix or somewhere or in oh, Tucson. Really? Yeah, so Hopi doesn't Ur have urban Hopis. Yeah, it's <laughs> urban Hopis. But you know the, you know how like slavery or like the. Um, what was the, the segregation uh -huh. that ended in the uh -huh. 60s, basically? Uh -huh. Basically, not long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the same like way. Less with, than 100 years yeah, ago. Yeah. And 
And that's the same way with Indian boarding schools mm -hmm. is that it ended back in the 60s, basically. Or Well, well they're still continuing today. They're still, continue they're still continuing today. Yeah. They're, they're Sherman still exists in California. Although not it's considered a, a functioning school. Uh, so, it, it, it is still a boarding school. Although not considered then, like an Indian Indian boarding and school. And then you have uh, another school, Santa Fe Indian School. Yeah. That currently still exists in New Mexico, and that still functions as a boarding school. But I, I think that how they're set up today is much different, yeah, more than, supportive than what it was in the nineteen or eighteen hundreds. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure that like Sherman or whatever Carlisle School is not going to be raping like the language out of from you. Basically, it's going to be teaching you all of these different structures now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you know, I and I, I guess you know, kind of thinking about other historical events yeah. that have happened out there that have possibly caused some of this trauma yeah. to fall to our people. And so, you know, some of this we talked about very recently and that, you know, it was this imposition of external religions on the Hopi communities. You know, we did talk about the Spanish colonization, about the forced uh, adoption of Catholicism with the Spanish conquests, I suppose, you know, the, the Spanish existence here on Hopi and then also you know most recently the imposition of Christianity by the United States federal government particularly the Mennonite religion or the Mennonite sect of the Christian religion and what has what that has done to people because then you know I was kind of thinking about it and because I know that we had a whole episode that was dedicated to the Pueblo revolt yeah that you know when you hear some of these things being told because you know those happened you know that happened hundreds of years yeah ago. and so we do still talk about it today we still acknowledge it but then like you think about it when you were a kid when you think about being at the local day school that you know when you learn first learned about the histories of the Pueblo revolt like how did you you know like how did you feel as a kid at first you know you're kind of appalled you feel angry like you feel hurt like the woke version uh well you know i mean i guess just just generally hearing the general stories that okay. you know that our people weren't allowed to practice yeah our cultural doings anymore the fact that you know the catholic church tried to basically keep hopi from being hopi and adopt Catholicism. And then in turn, you hear about the revolt. And then you hear about the revolt. You hear about, you know, how Hopis and all the other Pueblo tribes uh, revolted. They uplifted and thwarted the colonizing entity that was the Spanish government out of our lands. And then you feel proud. You're like, hell yeah. You're like, you know, our people kicked some ass back then. <laughs> and then especially like when you hear about it today, because then, you know, that that actually was the very first revolution that happened on this continent or at least that was documented and yeah. so you know that's like a real it's a pretty big deal like yeah. it's a pretty big deal that that happened that it was the first time that an indigenous group successfully removed european nation a european nation from their lands and so you know that was a pretty big deal and then you know to think about that hundreds of years later that the federal government would come and then in turn do the same thing yeah that, yeah. that would bring what religion they wanted for our people to be introduced. And then, you know, we talked about what some of these uh, missionaries did that was detrimental to our culture, basically exposing our religion, our religious practices, our cultural practices. And like, so when you hear some of these things being talked about, discussed, or you read about it, like, you know, how does that make you feel? You know, um, one thing, one, one thing uh, that kind of comes to mind is that, 
you know, the United States government did a lot of things to the native people. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they basically tried to, you know, wipe them clean of everything. You know, they, even to this day, they're still trying to do something about it, even though it may not seem like it, but yes, the government is still trying to. It's not as obvious. It's today. not as obvious as today, but us natives they you know us natives we 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 are angry at the the governmental system the government yes yes we are so my in i was thinking about this when i was going home too is like do i consider myself an american Mm -hmm. and and that kind of came to me and it's like do natives consider themselves american Mm -hmm. because we're not american in our own standards we never chose to be an american we were forced to be an american historically we were never yeah yeah we're historically we were just basically just written apart we never wanted to yeah we were written part of our of american history Mm -hmm. and say that oh yeah these natives guys i'll just make them Americans too. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it went down in the governmental like, system. Fuck yeah, I guess we'll take uh, them too. Shit, man, just write them down. I don't care. <laughs> but do you consider yourself an American? Like, you know what? I, I I've had those thoughts before, and I actually to this day I do consider myself an American. An American, where you know where what happened to the Hopi side of things, and mm-hmm. then to all of that, mm-hmm. I don't consider myself an American. Well, I, I guess the reason why I consider myself an American is it the taxes? Is is the taxes? <laughs> it's, it's it's some of the things that we have to do that we don't want to do. Like I yeah. pay I pay federal taxes. Yeah. I take advantage of federal programs. I basically been seen through IHS my a majority yeah. of my life. My kids benefit from IHS. That fuck it, you know, like if I'm already doing these things, then I might as well take the name and be considered an American too. You know, my thing is that we lost a lot of our ways of healing ourselves, like, you know, making sure that ourselves go on further and stuff like that. We mm-hmm. lost our medicine men. We lost our ways of how hope he, how hope he makes sure that it's not just a, a simple cure. It's a cure for everybody. Yeah. And, and yep. that's, that's the thing that we are losing today. And I guess that part of it, it plays on with that historical trauma is that yes, you know, government has taken away a lot of our, our, yeah. our ways yeah. of life. Yeah. And so, I don't choose to be an American, even though that's probably considered terrorism now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that, and I'm pretty sure. So if Carl and I end up in a mysterious car accident, you know what happens. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, like it's, I guess it's the way that I view how government has viewed us before yeah. and government yeah. has viewed us now. And even though they're still trying to eradicate us mm-hmm. or still trying to incorporate I, us into the system. I was about to go off on another voting tangent, but I'll, I'll save that for <laughs> save that time. for another voting yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and to make things, you know, obvious and to make things, things like this is that yes, we are all part of that native americans out there or if you want to call yourself indigenous i don't care but if you know all of us all of us people that were here in our in our own ways were traumatized by what has been to uh, what has been done to us and mm-hmm. even to this day that it's still happening even yeah. though yeah. it's not like what you said it's not obvious but it's still happening it's still that internal it's, what it, it's subtly it's subtly subtle. it's subtle and we're doing that internally now we're doing it internally yeah because internal that's what oppression. that's that's basically what the government was after 
is yeah. to make us assimilated in a way where we have to, we can do it ourselves. So they can say that, oh yeah, we did this, we're sorry, blah, blah, blah. But look at you now, you know, you guys have great schools <laughs> and great cars and big TVs. You guys have a lot more now than when we first got yeah. to you. Grateful <laughs> bastards should be happy with your IHS services and your one solve it all, you know, oh, you got AIDS, here's some ibuprofen. That'll clear that up right away. Exactly. No, but I, I, I think that, you know, you, you bring up a great point because then, you know, like at least as far as this historical trauma and I yeah. guess really, it really more alludes to like the, 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 the product, the end product and that really it's our, because you, you said it, you said it really well in fact that how does the government view me yeah because we don't think about that no, a lot no, no. of the times we no. don't think about how do they see us and i i believe you know you, what you're saying is correct that they still are trying to eliminate us but just not in real obvious ways mm -hmm. that you know and i i think that you know for the pro voting people you know i was about to go on this big tangent but the pro voting <laughs> people that that that's part of their argument is that you know we need to be in these discussions about water rights air rights yeah yeah land rights you know all of these 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 things that happen that go on at the state level that go on at the local level because basically you know all of these different entities different cities that are close to us that are non-native cities the state of arizona in itself that they're trying to take things away from us they're trying to take our air rights away from us they're trying to take our uh water rights away from us you know the the um colorado river is a big discussion point right now because basically the land's going to go dry and that it really is going to get to that point where we're going to war over water and things like that and then even trying to take more of our reservation away from us in these more subtle ways and then that in turn causes trauma because then being a native person in the 2023s that you know i i do feel like that we're perceived as still being this indian problem that was declared hundreds of years ago that we're still in the way. Yeah. We're still yeah. in the way. And no matter how much we assimilate for all you queevy natives out there that try to act like you're whites, I guess that would be me <laughs> included that no matter how hard we try to wear their Armani suits, that no matter how hard we try to speak perfect English, no matter how hard we try to act like we're rich that we're always going to still be seen as as the problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's basically how government works, is that the government was never made for us. And like, I think I did say this in a previous episode, is that the government wasn't built for us. It wasn't uh -huh. made for us natives. No. It was it was built for us natives to be eradicated mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. the face of the earth. And that's what the government was made for. And, and if you look in past history is that, yes, it is true that they, they are succeeding <laughs> <laughs> like, because we have a podcast. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is this is the assimilation yeah. of what the product is. <laughs> this is the end product of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are listening yeah. into your with your yeah. nice vehicles, your And you guys know. are learning about how to be Hopi through the podcast <laughs> and writing notes down. And yeah, exactly. And this is the end product of it. So this is, this is what Carl and J Man said. Is that true? <laughs> but all in all, I mean if you want to be a real native, then be a real native. I mean, like, just make sure that you're you're not a native on weekends. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's all Carl asks. <laughs> That's all I ask. If, I mean, if you're going to be taking pictures in hashtag Hopi Life on the weekends, <laughs> Monday through Friday, put some 
doing up now or something. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we have Hopi roots that goes down thousands of years. Like Kahavi. We're like Kahavi. Yeah, exactly. We're like Kahavi. We're, we have roots that spanned out from, you know, generations mm-hmm. upon generation. Mm-hmm. And we, we tend to forget that sometimes. Hopis mm-hmm. tend to forget that that we are it's like, strong. It's like fuck grassroots. Yeah, you can pull grass up real easy. We're, yeah, we're a heavy roots. <laughs> we're a heavy roots podcast. So it's well, I I, I did want to yeah. bring up one more topic because you know I know we're getting close to that hour as far as you know kind of some historical events. Yeah, that relate to historical trauma. You know, one thing I really wanted to get to uh, uh, on fr- on my agenda that that I spent you know significant time writing out, <laughs> and you just derailed us, but it actually went in a real productive way. So you know, I, I didn't have any issue with it. But you know, I think that you know, and I think probably well, I, I do think it affects more than just Third Mesa, but this uh, split at Oraibi because yeah. we've talked about this. Well, I think I talked about it on my solo podcast, but it's not something thing that we talk about a whole lot today that there isn't this vast conversation about the split at Oraivi that I feel like happens publicly and I don't I guess you know to really think about it because I guess how it correlating it in with this idea of historical trauma and really the importance of it the importance of it is that Two villages were created from this event. That if the split at Oraivi never happened, that you wouldn't have these two villages that exist today. And those villages being Hotvela and then Bakavi village. And then the participation of non-Third Mesa villages, particularly Songopavi. And then the part that Munkapi had to play into it. But what some of the traumas that are caused by that? Because then... When we think about, and it comes from this, I think it comes from this idea of our internal oppression, yeah, of how we're oppressing each other. And then, you know, this has kind of been a theme that we've talked about quite a bit as far as, you know, kind of how we like to chastise each other about being from a certain place or being a certain clan. And the fact that, you know, the split at Oraivi and basically, you know, if you didn't listen to my solo pod, that it was actually created from a lot of what we talked about, this idea of introducing the school system, the white man's school system into the Hopi way of life that it created this civil war that you had this strong opposition against any type of Bahana encroachment to the Hopi way of life. And then you had this other side that wanted to accept some of these white man things yeah, yeah. or the idea of peace, to live in peace alongside the, the white people. And so, you know, education was a part of this. This idea of land allotments was a part of this. This idea of incorporating and accepting the white man's religion being a part of this. And then so, you know, it really created this civil war in the village of Oraivi to the fact that, you know, they had this shoving match and that one group was exiled from the village and that they were forced to go and create your village, Hotvela. And that, you know, a group of Hopis from that initial ousted group left, tried to go back to Oraivi, were kicked back out, tried to go back to Hotvela, but then they didn't want them. And then so they created their own village, Bakavi. And then in turn, what does that type of trauma create for us living today for those of us that know that history? Because I've heard you say this before, that you don't, you're upset with Oraivi because they didn't want you. 
And then in turn, you know, like, how does that make us perceive other villages that were a part of this? Because then, you know, being from Munqapi, that when this when this split occurred, that Munqapi was a village that was in existence at that time. And that, in fact, that when I guess the teams, when you think about like uh, Marvel the Marvel Cinematic Universe Civil War when Captain America let's say that that was the team that was in support of the white man's things and so Tawakwapti was side and then Iron Man was the side that was opposing the American things and then so you had these Hopis that were trying to oppose any introduction that would start moving Hopis towards the white man's way of life. Yeah. And in fact, they were called the hostiles. They were called the hostiles for the fact that they were hostile towards the federal government. But in turn, this group actually welcomed a large group of Hopis from Songopavi who had the same mentality that we don't want anything to do from the white man's way of life. And in turn, we're going to raise our numbers here and then in turn we're going to take control of Oraivi and then we're going to force our ways to be the way and then so when the friendly side was losing numbers they called to Munqapi and said come out and help your chief and then so in turn it bolstered their numbers to try to make it a little bit more even as far as the different sides that were at this war so yeah at one side the hostile Hopis of Oraivi and then Hopis from Sungopavi and then you had the friendly side of Oraivi members that were trying to be a little bit more accepting of the white man's way and then village members from Munqapi that in turn went head to head Hotvela or the Oraivi people that in turn would create Hotvela were were removed forced to create their villages and then turn Pakavi was created but then like for those of us that know this history it's like what are our perspectives of the other villages that were in play and like I said that I've heard you before say what you have said before about Oraivi and then even being a person from Munqapi learning from Maitaha that he told me at one point that they were encouraged to not have anything to do with people from Hotvela because then they were told that that the people of Hotvela, they went against the chief at Oraivi. That Munqapi were still cool with Oraivi that we still consider self a part of that village. So in turn, they're our enemies now. Whoever's the enemies of Oraivi is our enemies. And then because then after the split happened, you had a lot of Hopis migrate down to the bottom and they created Kikotsmovi. And then Kikotsmovi became very accepting of the Christian religion and a lot of the Pahana ways, man's way of life. And then you had the Munqapis, they split and had their little mini civil war. And so then in turn, the upper village Munqapis were more also accepting of progression and more accepting of the white man's way of life. And then so in turn, it became this thing to where if you were a Munqapi, probably in the 1940s that, you know, don't go with anybody from Hotvela because they went against Oraivi. Don't go with anybody from K-Town or upper Munqapi because basically they're white Hopis and more accepting of this white man's way of life. And then we carry this. We carry this to this day. And then so it's like we've made jokes about K-Town before. I make jokes about the upper village. Yeah. And then in turn, you make jokes about us Munqapis. Yeah, I think all Munqapis <laughs> are the same. So no matter what you are. 
And then so, you know, that that's kind of, I guess, a more yeah. specific. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're talking about like the, the split and stuff like that. Um, I heard it differently. I heard, I heard uh, your, your yeah. way was, was probably not correct <laughs> because coming from a, a different side and I was there on the 1906 I was <laughs> eating Cheetos and drinking <laughs> a, a drinking juice box. I'm like, so there's a, there's a basket dance happening outside. So what's are fighting again? <laughs> But no, I think, I think that, um, the government helped out with that split as well too. Yeah, yeah, there's theories. There's theories. Actually, there's pictures. If you want to put your uh, tinfoil <laughs> hat on, and, actually, there's yeah, pictures theorize. about it. There's there's an actual there's actual pictures that that are that are plastered around. I'm pretty sure that you can go to the US US Treasury or, 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 or whatever. to uh, CPO. Yeah, and CPO. there are tre there are pictures of the actual fight that happened in 1906, and that there and are carols in the distance. I'm, I'm in the distance, juice having juice box and uh, crackers. So. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I mean, like, you know, I heard differently and there are different, there are different versions of that, the, the story there. And nobody is, nobody is right. I would say nobody would be right about what the real story is because a lot of that was lost. A lot of that was lost because of what they were only witnessing through their eyes. Like, you know, you have one family witness uh, an event and you have the other family witness the event. Well, it's really interesting because then, you know, like if you're interested to learn more about this, like there, there's two books that I always reference, reference that there's the, the Sun Chief that's a uh, autobiography of uh, Don Talayaswa, our, our, our one of our Hisat dads, because he was Sun yeah. Clan. Yeah. But then, you know, he talks about the split and he was actually on the friendly side of things. Yeah. And that there's a second book out there called Me and Mine, which is an autobiography of Helen Sikyakwaptiwa, who was a woman that is uh, from Hotvela, but she was actually truly from Oraivi. And she was around during the split, although she was a child. Yeah. But her family was on the hostile side. Yeah. Of the fight And so it's two different perspectives Because then at least You know One thing that I can agree on From what you said Is that I guess Each side thought they were right Yeah In, yeah. in what they were fighting for Yeah And that you know Of course that you know But depending on which village you're from That you know From the Hot Velas today You probably say that We were right in that And that the chief was wrong And that's why Oraivi is the way that it is now. Yeah. And that's why we have retained more tradition. Yeah. Because we yeah. fought for the pro Hopi site. And that's why our village is this way. And then, you know, you have other villages there in Sioux tend to have their own version, I guess, or more their own interpretation of the outcome and, you know, the reason of why that that happened. But then you know, I guess we didn't really get to talk about the trauma side of that. But you know, But there, maybe, there's a lot. To maybe talk we'll about. we'll talk there's about the trauma side about. in the paid version. So oh, yeah. 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 So okay. if you guys want to subscribe to the uh, to podcast, it's only $7.99 a month, and you get to listen to an extended version because we didn't get to uh, what's what's less next on your list. Oh, Peabody was next that on was, your list, and we'll probably talk about yeah. that. And yeah. so if you guys want to hear more about that, go and subscribe now, $7.99 a month, and you get to get full. Access to it, and I understand that it's a podcast, so you can't see it. But me and Carl probably have our own shoving match in the studio, and <laughs> just like our ancestors, me representing the woke up to a side, I'll pile drive Carl into the other side of the line. So <laughs> maybe. 
<laughs> maybe, maybe with that. But but again, if you guys want to hear an extended version of it, because there was a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about, but we'll talk about it in the paid version. So go and subscribe right now. Go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to go and subscribe to our podcast because it is great. It's not you. You're not getting 10 episodes. You're getting t- actually 20 episodes. If you're not following us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok all across the boards at Carl and J-Man. And don't forget to subscribe to our social media accounts because you'll probably get more information about the special raffle to celebrate 100,000 downloads. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a five-star review because you're not five stars unless your Apple Podcast says you're five stars. If you're listening to this on anything other than Spotify, listen to it a second time on Spotify because it really helps us get a little bit more change in our pockets there. Damn, that guy ran out of breath for you, man. (laughs) All right, well, you're listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long, quack, quack.